All right, now, y'all, you are officially never out of bounds. This is your man, El Jamal. We got a lot of things to discuss today, so we're going to get right into it with the world on the street. A recent poll in Europe shows that many citizens are beginning to dislike the EU. 27,000 people were asked to vote, and a large percentage of them, including people in the countries of Estonia and Greece, where 72 and 76 percent of them respectively feel as though they are neglected by the EU. And over 46 people in general in the European in the European countries feel that they are marginalized. Younger voters are also taking a stand as well against the European Union in, in terms of how they vote. And also there's a big populist movement going on in Italy right now. So it looks as though the EU, well I'm sorry, the European Union is in trouble. It looks like a lot of people are getting more into a nationalistic mindset, which I, as long as it's not, I guess, doesn't promote necessarily racism or misogynistic, you know, messages or views. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I don't see what, what's wrong with national pride. Uh, but again, it looks as though that there is, like I said, in Italy, there is a populist movement and a populist movement is more so the concerns of the regular people, the regular citizens. So that's really what it's looking like in Europe. A lot of populist movements, a lot of working class uh, changes in lifestyle and voting habits. That's what we're looking at here. So eventually it might trickle down here it, in a way it kind of has with, you know, people wanting to vote more with the conservative side of things here. And and that was also at one point given some type of populist movement at one point. But again, I don't necessarily agree with it because it's just the, the of what the Republican Party and the parties in general, they kind of represent. Either one of them couldn't necessarily be populist, in my opinion. In other world news, we got the Iran. We're talking. We're going to talk about the Iran nuke deal. Iranian officials today met up with uh, European government heads in Tehran to discuss the parameters on making well to keep Iran in the deal. The supreme leader of Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini, states that Iran will stay in the deal if, uh, if three uh, three concessions are made: one, the protection of U of oil sales from U.S. sanctions, which Trump uh, officially imposed a couple weeks ago. Also, they would also like for European banks to safeguard trade through swift uh, through a SIFT payment system. Also, and finally, they urge France, Germany, and the UK not to seek an agreement on a new ballistic program. So, also in the case of North Korea, it seems as though Iran doesn't necessarily want to give up all nuclear capabilities, which I don't think it should. I think it has the right to protect itself, being a uh, a, a, a burgoing nation, a nation that's trying to develop itself. Why not? I don't see what the big deal is. And finally, to get today, guys, and more news at home. I have some unfortunate news. There was another, yet another school shooting today. However, this was in uh, Noblesville, Indiana, 20 minutes outside of in, uh, Indianapolis, and this was done at a middle school. Not much is known except for a male suspect has been taken in, and two people have been injured. The gun uh, was shot at least 16 times before take, being taken away by the teacher. And this is getting outrageous. Um, it seems to be almost every other day something's going on at these schools. I'm not too sure what the deal is. I'm not too sure how these kids are getting a hold of their parents' guns. I think there needs to be a lot of a lot more control about what's going on there. And um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about some Harvey Weinstein in a minute. I... He basically he turned himself in today. We're gonna talk a little bit about that and just uh, Hollywood and sexual perversions in general. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. All right, now y'all. Now we back, and we're gonna talk about 
Mr. Harvey Pervert. Now, I know his last name is Weinstein, but we all know about this man. So, we're going to get, we're going to just get into it. So, Mr. Pervert turned himself in today to New York City authorities, and he's being charged with rape and sexual abuse. This is stemming back to 2004 and 2003. Now, his bail was was originally set at 10 million, but he was able to get out of there with 1 million. There you go, some more white privilege, just regardless of the circumstance. However, he's been uh, placed on a GPS tracking system, and he's restricted to travel outside of New York City in Connecticut. Now, this is not the only place that he's in trouble. He's also being investigated for sexual misconduct in L.A. and also London. Now, this is where everything gets crazy because yesterday, everybody in a couple of days, you know, past couple of days, everybody's been, you know, talking about the Morgan Freeman thing and really beating it, you know, beating a dead horse with this. Oh, they're trying to, they're trying to get all the black men and all the black actors, and they're trying to, you know, disrespect them. But Hold on. First and foremost, this whole movement started with this white guy, this Jew guy, this Jewish guy here, Harvey Weinstein. Okay? This is how this all started. And one of the main players of this was John Cusack, a white dude. So what is this whole racism thing about? I just think, again, that's people not wanting to, you know, take responsibility. Well, not necessarily even take responsibility because y'all didn't do it, but at least acknowledgement of that. That's, that's gross, bro. I mean, even, I'll be honest with you, you know, even through the, the 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 further research and the more interviews I watch, it seems to me that the white girls that come to, coming at Morgan Freeman are being petty. It's more of along the petty side, anyways. I don't see they're on. They're not even on near the level of what Harvey Weinstein or John uh, John Cusack or R. Kelly did. But at the same time, who are we to really tell somebody what they should feel comfortable with? That's like me as a black dude telling, you know, like a white dude, somebody, I, I'm sorry, I'm a black dude. That's like a white dude trying to tell me, you know, trying to convince me that he can call me the N-word or do something, you know, that I deem racially offensive and trying to convince me, no, it's actually, so no, you can't, that doesn't work. You don't have the really, the right to say that to somebody. That's why I say, well, I leave him alone. You're in a professional setting. I wouldn't want to touch him like that. That's them, that's their, that's the man's problem. He, he doesn't know how to respect a woman in a professional environment without having to touch her or to do whatever weirdo or say whatever weird thirsty shit that comes to his mind. That's his problem. You don't blame that on the woman. You don't blame that on society becoming soft or whatever. Like, the fuck? Now, I can see if that's your girlfriend. You could be as nasty and as, 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 char- or as charming or as revealing as you want to be. You can see your girlfriend a dick pic. Nobody says you can't do that. But just because you happen to exchange numbers and you happen to be working at the same job doesn't necessarily give you the right to do that, though, either. Just saying. There is levels to this shit. Now, with that dude, Harvey Weinstein, was out of pocket. There's no defense of that. R. Kelly pissed on a minor. You can sit there all day. But if you step in the name of love, you support that. I'm sorry. I don't, I stopped listening to him the minute I, the minute I even, it came to my attention. That's what he, that's what he, he was doing. And then I learned about what he was trying to do with Aaliyah when she was 15. See, uh-uh. Y'all need to let that shit go. Y'all can't defend that all but the bullshit. Like I told y'all yesterday, y'all need to have Sterling Brown back. Not no, not no pedophile. 
come on now. And Harvey Weinstein should is is nasty. He's a pervert, and he deserves whatever comes to him. And it's not about being a feminist, and it's not about sucking up to getting no pussy. Cause I don't need to do that first and foremost. And there is males out there that'll do that. That'll kiss up in order to get some of that. They're feminist guys, the little feminist guys that ended up turning around being just as bad as the fucking as the fucking jock, you know, alpha male assholes, because they they had some sneaky shit going along with them. I don't need that. I know what's right and what's wrong. Damn. If you if you like her that much, just just pull her aside and say hi. My name is so and so. What's wrong with a with a with a regular conversation? If she's not feeling you walk the fuck away. But no, this is what happened. Motherfuckers been got rejected all their life. Was an ugly or a fat motherfucker growing up in school and in high school. Never had no type of game. Never had no type of and never got over it. And never and never said, mm, well, maybe if I lost a little bit of weight, maybe I'd help myself out. Or or let's just say, fuck it. I'm not even gonna chip about me. I'm just gonna just be cool who I am. Motherfuckers didn't even want to do that. But they just got some money and said, Well, fuck it. You're supposed to do whatever I want to now. Cause I'm a rich, I'm a rich producer. You wanna be in my movie? You gotta suck my dick. Uh-uh. That don't work like that, brother. Nuh-uh. See that's now that that right there, that's foul. And that might even be what the original sin was in the first fucking place. Trying to take advantage of some shit. Fuck that shit. You let that you better spit just spit game or just be like, hi, I like you. Would you like to get coffee? Fuck is wrong with you guys. And then you get mad. But then at the same time, these motherfuckers, these you got women that want to promote Cardi B, like just being a hoe is popular. Y'all gotta find some motherfuckers got somebody gonna have to find a balance, okay? If women are tired of being exploited, then I should say I would say this. I get that, but I wouldn't put I wouldn't make your I wouldn't make yourself seem sexually available either. So there's there is balances in this to this shit either. But I don't not with rape. So there's no excuse for rape. But there's no excuse for being a hoe and a slut either. So I, that's how I feel equally. I don't in this in this situation in terms of rape. I don't feel like there's equal, but in terms of how sex is, is how sex is is used in popular media, I think it's I think it's BS. I think if we're having a Me Too movement, I think the last person that we should be trying to to make popular is somebody like a Cardi B. If 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 we want to brag about Me Too too, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, it makes it very confusing. Cause feminism, I didn't know feminism was about just being able to, to be. Se- I, I don't even know sexual empowerment. That's fine, but at the same time, promiscuity. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't fuck with it. Now you can sit there. Now if you're single and you, you have the right to do what you want to do, but I uh 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 that all that other shit. I don't. I'm not with it. We can argue all day, but I don't think a man has to necessarily. I feel like this. And you can you can we can have a discussion about this. If she can't even be your friend and not want to use you, then you shouldn't have nothing to do with her. Just like you know, if a man ain't trying to treat you like a gentleman, you shouldn't have nothing to do with him. I think it goes both ways. I think there's certain standards that men need to have. If she can't if she can't ride with you, if she can't walk with you, and you ain't got a car, then she ain't worth riding getting her to get in the car with you. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's it does not in terms of rape now, but like I said in the present in the pre, the presentation of sex in this media, 
I think that's I think that is it and it leads to what we have now because you get the belief that you can just buy somebody's pussy. I'm just saying that's what happens when you have a Cardi B out there and you have, you know, sexual all through your media and on your TV and I'm not the same specifically her. There's plenty of other artists out there, you Nicki Minaj's and all that, even even fucking Taylor Swift to some extent, or you wanna go with your uh what's her name Miley Ray Cyrus when she wanted to be in her little twerking face come on bro that's all the same thing come on man that's and that's a problem that's a problem because that's what that's a that's that's a that's a lifestyle you know y'all don't know that but see you gonna have motherfuckers looking at you thinking that's what you all about. I'm sorry because that's what it that's what is this come on you can't you can't deny that y'all trying to over here you trying to argue anyway let's not even open up that can of worms we'll have that discussion later but in terms of this, Morgan Freeman is weird, at the very least. Harvey Weinstein is a is a is a mon. Well, I don't know if monster is the right word, but he's a rapist and he's a sicko, and he better not drop the soap. And R. Kelly's a nasty bitch too. I said it. I said. And I said the word bitch. I said I don't fuck with. I, now, one thing you ain't. I don't fuck with kids. I don't do that shit. So I, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm even, I will even question Michael Jackson to the day I die. Especially after I saw that interview when he said he was in the bed. Well, I don't play that shit. I don't play that. Now, all that playing with kids. Now, what you do with adults, that's one thing. You can still go to, yeah, whatever. You know, you, I'm not saying it's right to rape a grown woman or nothing like that. No. But kids, oh, hell no. So R. Kelly, he's out for me. And as far as Bill goes, I think he was a product of, of the lifestyle and he didn't want to be upfront about it he should have just been like man i i wear the sweaters and i popped i popped the i popped the pills in the pudding too so i mean it's all right he should have just been honest about it shit you know what they had a, you know you know how they found out with eddie you know how they did eddie shit i'm I, i'd rather it be all all out there than be like eddie man i'm just giving the thing right home man i'm just giving the right home nah bro just be like man i Shit, I dabble, bruh. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, y'all caught me. Fuck it. This is what I do. I got money, bitch. Or something. Like, what the fuck? Like, they gonna catch you. You ain't slick. Y'all can't hide. Obviously, y'all can't hide. <laughs> they gonna come get you. Especially if they don't like you for some reason. So, either, either, either you keep your shit for real in the raps. You got, you You better have your, your, your private investigators on your side like that. Or you just become, you be good, you become friends. You be a good person. You be, you know, somebody that people like. Because if you, if in some way somebody don't like you, they coming for all your skeletons. <laughs> That's what Hollywood proves to you right there. They're going to come right for your skeletons. So, yeah. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a, we're going to take another break. And we'll be back with some, uh, with some football news. We're going to talk about this, this vote that they claim that they have. Yeah, Roger Goodell, he's a liar. Hey, hey, so let's get into the sport news. Let's get into this NFL. I, like I told you, we're going to talk about these anthem protests. And uh, the NFL lied yesterday. Roger Goodell claimed that there was a unanimous agreement on the policy and a vote in general it never took place. And this was be, this was confirmed by them after a report by ESPN Sam Wickersham. See, that's that old bullshit. See, Anyways, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now, the 49ers and the Raiders, Jed York and Mark Davis, uh, respectfully, um, they didn't even participate. 
in the in whatever what they weren't even there they were they they stood out of the process they didn't even participate and uh, the Jets owner Christopher Jackson has this acknowledged a new rule and this is his quote right here if somebody on the Jets takes a knee that fine will be borne by the organization now I, I I'm with that I definitely am glad that he's taking a stand and again I think this is a power move by Roger Goodell Roger Goodell, he's feeling the heat probably from someone, probably Mr. Trump himself. Uh, again, this is maybe the executives in terms of, you know, Goodell's people. I'm pretty sure they came up with this. But as far as I'm concerned, it seems to me that none of I'm not going to say none of the owners were for this, but it seems to me a good good majority of them weren't for it and i get that there's probably a couple racist owners out there we got the bud adams out there uh in tennis i'm sorry in um that is tennessee and then you also have houston's owner mcnair who's also you know racist as well considered to be a racist as well but i think for the most part a lot of these guys, I, 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 th I think there's there's a business aspect and it, I think it leads to, you know, at least more and more to how murky the situation is with Colin Kaepernick. And the more that we see these layers, see, because it's more I mean, there there is some protests and anthem reasoning behind it. But I think that's for one or two owners. And I think that's basically from the owners, the two owners that I just mentioned. I think a lot of them, a lot of teams already have are set up with their quarterback in their situation offensively. So it would be hard for him to come in there outside of a backup role. I think that's what a majority of teams were. But, however, there is – it seems to me that there is somewhat of that racist undercurrent in the league. I never disacknowledged that. However, I just don't think it's as prevalent. And I think what's being said here, it, I think this confirms that because I don't – if if – Two teams, and we knew. I mean, I'm pretty much when I when I you know to see the 49ers and the Raiders not participate. I pretty much know for a fact. I'm I'm I know the Giants probably weren't in agreement to it because I mean I know you know a city like Oakland and uh, San Francisco, you know more metropolitan, more liberal. So I understand a little bit more. Maybe New York definitely probably wasn't part. I'm not surprised that the Jets said you know what, you know. uh the owner made a statement, uh, Mr. Jackson here, he made a statement here saying, you know, that would be, you know, the organization would handle that, you know, so I pretty much would, would, would get that from a New York team. Um, again, I know for a fact Tennessee's owners are racist. The Texans owner might be racist. Uh, there might be one or two other ones, but I'm pretty sure Seattle wasn't necessarily. I'm pretty sure Seattle pro was not 100 percent aboard with it uh, on the, on on page with that. Uh I can feel comfortable saying maybe teams like Detroit probably weren't, or at least it was. It wasn't something that they were 100, percent you know, with. And uh, well, the fact of the matter is, what is confirmed is that there wasn't even a vote. Not only was it not even unanimous, there was no vote. Period. So it leads to me that it was a decision made by NFL executives, not including owners. And maybe some owners were in on it, or may have agreed on it. But again, this was. This was not even a vote that was even had. So that's the point here. This is a abuse of Roger Goodell's power, in my opinion. And this should lead more to why he should be ousted from the league in some way or shape or form in some time in the near future.
Now we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into some ML MLB news here. Hanley Ramirez has been officially released by the Red Sox. He was batting a 254 with six home runs and 29 RBI so far, but he is in the midst of a zero and 20 hit streak, and it wasn't looking any better. Uh, he's played uh, just about eight years, I believe, almost with the Red Sox. Uh, actually, four, excuse me, averaging a two, uh, 260 overall, 78 home runs, and 251 RBIs. And, 20, and 2016 was his best season, and he helped Boston to win. The, he helped Boston win the AL East, and he also got 30 home runs and 111 RBIs. I'm looking at his numbers right now and the fact that he's 34. Um, I'm thinking Boston just wants some youth, uh, maybe some some death here and, you know, probably some production. You know, he's he's 34. And again, his best season was in 2016. So that would put him about, about 20, uh, two years ago. So that'll make him 30, 32, 33. So he's he was uh, 32 years old. So. He was 31, 32, so he was up there in age to begin with, even, you know, at the tail end. So that was pretty much the tail end of his prime. So I think, I'm thinking they're just looking to move on a little bit, get some death around there, because they're already first uh, in the in the division so far, the ALE so far, so it shouldn't hurt them. I think they're just looking to probably add, like I said, an extra bat there, some extra youth. And actually, maybe even somebody who can just hit right now, because he's, he's in the middle of a 0-20, and, and he's slumped significantly since the start of the season. So, we're going to take uh, another quick break. We're going to get into some of the NBA action. Uh, we're going to go review the playoff game that happened last night uh, between the uh, Rockets and the Warriors. Man, the Rockets came back. It's looking, it's looking uh, a little ugly for the Warriors now. I'm, again, I'm not necessarily counting them out, but they are down two, three to two. And we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about CP3's injury, and then we're going to get into the preview of the Celtics and the Cavs. Stay tuned, y'all. One love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We back. We back. And we're going to talk some NBA, of course, like we always do about this time. Let's get into the biggest news, the biggest headline right now. Chris Paul will be out for Game 6. Well, it hasn't been confirmed yet. He's actually going to get his MRI uh, taken sometime today if it hasn't been done already. And we will know We will know by tomorrow i'm guessing uh his status but he did suffer that hamstring in the fourth quarter and uh, last night's one against the warriors 98 to 94 and it looked to be significant he was out on a play uh i i hope for them for the, for their sake it wasn't crazy however the stats do show this is they actually do better without him on the floor uh, for for uh, stretches of time, so they'll actually be okay with him, I believe, in terms of sco outright scoring. Um, so let's get right into the game. The game that I watched last night was a very interesting one. Um, as a, I'm not a Golden State fan, but I've definitely respected their dominance the past few years. I've never. You know, just been not, I've never been the type to post about it on Facebook or just say it and just, you know, talk about it because they're not my team, you know. And, you know, I, I it, not to say it wouldn't be right, but I love my team. So it's not my it's not my job to say that. I let my, my Golden State fans and my buddies that happen to be Golden State fans and Warrior fans do that for me. 
So the track record speaks for themselves, and it wouldn't matter how much I hated them. It doesn't take away the facts and that they're winners. But this is the first time that I've seen them in in the era in which they've been to this to this you know this elevation to this 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 peak, you would say. Including Durant, and I'm not talking, you know, and I'm talking. Well, actually, not even including Durant. Just even before Durant, since you know that uh, that first initial run where they took the, I was, I believe it was dispersed to about seven. Since that first initial run, and then they came back, and then they went to the finals and everything. This is the first time since then, and they hit their little stride that I've seen them really not look dominant. Now, what I mean is. If you look at the numbers, now the numbers for everybody for Golden State are not that bad. Curry had his typical two, over 20 points. He had 22 and 7, so 22.7 assists. You had Thompson also get 23 points. Durant got another 29 points. And then your boy Green had a double-double with 12 points and 15 rebounds. Now, now of course, Durant didn't get his 30. Thompson didn't get a high or mid-20s. And, and Green, you know, he got about 12 points. But... These aren't terrible numbers, um, but at the same time, they aren't because and because of the bench for for you know the past couple of games not really showing up. It's beginning to look like either a maybe somebody has gotten a number in terms of Houston, or maybe maybe fatigue. Now, I don't want to say fatigue because I, I feel like they've had a, rec, uh, a pretty much easy schedule in terms of getting here. They pretty much swept the, the Pelicans in the second round. And I'm not exactly 100%. Oh, yeah, they played a Kawhi-less Spurs in the first round. So they pretty much, and I think they did lose a game there. But, you know, gentlemen sweep. So I can't say it's fatigue, you know. And now Curry, he suffered his injury. And it, it, you know, and even with you know with Curry suffering his injury, the injury they they got through those series relatively easy. Now, it's funny because on Houston's side of things, hey, they only won by four points. And if you look at that second half, I'll be honest with you, that was an ugly second half in terms of shooting the ball for them. You know, and, and despite, and this is why I'm saying the way Golden State played was 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 almost, I don't want to say indicative of what could happen, but almost worrisome to me because, like I said, that fourth quarter, especially from James Hart, was ugly. But again, they were able to get out-rebounded and outplayed on the by, uh, outplayed by Mark D'Antoni and the Rockets on the defensive side of the ball, which you, which you never see. Now, of course, you know, Durant got his 29 points, but... It didn't look like a dominating 29 points. It didn't look like, you know, he had his way. Like, he had his moments. You know, of course, he had 29 points. But at any point, you know, it looked like it never looked like they dominated. It never looked like they could regain control of that game. And defensively, now, Houston played their asses off. Now you can't you can't you can't argue with me. You can't you can sit here and try to argue you can sit here and try to argue with me, but it ain't gonna work. They kept Golden State. And this is including Durant now. Because we, we don't we don't need to say Curry no. We don't need to when we when we when we speak of Golden State, let's just say Golden State plus Durant, because Durant 
because without him, without, even without him, they were seventy three and nine. They didn't even you'd figure they would go eighty wins with him. Only went two, eight, you know, lose two games. Fuck it. But no, they did. They weren't even as good. So let's just say Golden State plus Durant. Golden State plus Durant could only get ninety four. And we're out rebounding. Now let's go through. Let's go through Houston. Like I said, Harden had nineteen points overall, and and really had an ugly game if you look at his field goal percentage. But was able to get to that damn line. He was lights out from the free throw line. I know a lot of people are gonna make make a deal about that, but it, it it's just the way the game goes. I you know I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. You know, uh, for a long time they reward the they reward. Hustle. They reward, you know, people going into. I mean, it, it it just happens. You know, the ninety nine percent of the time when a player is going up and he's initiating, you know, he's going up for that those points, and somebody gets in his way, somebody makes contact with him, they're gonna go ninety nine percent with the with the defender. That's just the way it is. You can complain about the rule all you want to. That's just the way that they do it. So he definitely got to that line though. And CP3 had a good game, uh, pretty solid game, 20.7 assists and even seven rebounds. So you know, come on, when when, when Chris Paul is getting seven rebounds, mm. Clint Capella had 12 points, 14 rebounds. Mm-mm. And now P.J. Tucker, he didn't, he didn't get a lot of points, but then he got rebounds, nine rebounds. So you got nine rebounds and seven assists by a guard. Come on, man. Mm. And then Eric Gordon. Now, is this man the sixth man of the playoffs or what? 24 points off the bench. God, it's it's tough sledding for Golden State. I mean, if 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 Houston can keep the defensive pressure up, who knows? Now, however, you know, CP3 is out the next game. But like I also said, the point differential is a lot better with him off the floor. Which means he does. He, I will tell you this: the game slows a lot. But the the game slows down, and one thing that Houston has been able to emphasize, with something that I noticed last night, is they're able to go deep into that shot clock, which is taking possessions away from Golden State. And especially when they're converting, because a, a lot of nights they would end up on. It looked bad because they were in, they would it, they would end on empty possessions. But imagine going, you know, to almost twenty seconds into the shot clock. You know, and making a shot about five seconds in, four seconds in, and making it. See, that's devastating because you can't. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no real pace. There's no real. Oh, okay, well, we can get that rebound and go right back up the court. No, <laughs> we're gonna hold that, and then we're gonna give, we're gonna give it to you when we're done. I mean, and that's if the, as long as the shots are being made, it's beautiful on Houston's standpoint. And it's not, it's not like it's making. It's not like it, it, it makes you know, Curly like a bad coach. No, it's just. It's just it's just common it's just common sense. You just hold the ball a little bit. And they don't get an extra possession or two based off a quick miss. You hold on to the ball, play a little bit of isolation, take it to the rim. Maybe you get a foul. That's two points if you have if it's if it's anybody on that starting five that's getting fouled. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody on that starting five, or maybe exception of Capella, can shoot free throws. And then you had you have uh you know, you have Gerald Green out there who can shoot. He got nine points yesterday, so it looks good on their standpoint. It looks good from a Houston standpoint. If if I'm if I'm a Houston fan, I would be excited. With that being said, Game Six could definitely go could definitely go the Warriors' way. I'm I'm actually leaning towards them to win that game. With the game that I saw yesterday, I'm much more 
I it's it, to me I'm not I'm, I'm not as comfortable as I was before. I know how I told you guys today in days past that I'm more comfortable. I would I would more than I would be I'm more than likely to see Cleveland fuck up than Golden State. I, I'm still I still feel like I'm more likely to see that, but the percentage of Golden State losing is higher to me in this situation. I can give them I can give them winning in the town and a game six, but a game seven in Houston with what I've already seen. Mm, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, I, I think if 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 Houston can do similar to what it did in this game right here, and maybe just I, I, maybe if TJ Tucker or I, I'm sorry if 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 even Harding just comes up and has a 25 point game, 27 point game, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's iffy for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. I I don't want to say they're in trouble, but we'll see how the, the game in Oakland goes. If they have, if 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 they explode and if Golden State can explode and get hot early and 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 regain something, because they might be able to blow them back out. Maybe I might I might look at it differently. But I've already seen I've already seen Houston come back from blowout loss to them, so it's it's different. <laughs> now tonight, uh. We're going to have our game six with the uh, Cavaliers and the Celtics. Now, this is going to be a good one, too. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, we're going to be back in back in Cleveland. And hopefully, LeBron gets some help tonight because it's, it's, it's noticeable. And everybody's talking about it, but he definitely looks worn out. He looked worn out the night before. So, you know, somebody's going to step up. Definitely. George Hill's going to have to have another decent game. Kevin Love's going to have to keep the pressure up, as well as Tristan Thompson or somebody else, because they are also in dire straits, straits as well, guys. I I would not... Today, if somebody told me, were to tell me that they, that they would they they could legit they could legitimately see the finals being a Houston and in, in, in a Boston matchup, I'm going to be honest with you. I would, I would have... I would... I could see that I could hear them out. I could see where they're coming from, definitely because these teams are playing beyond their expectations, their real expectations. Because regardless of of how good Houston finished, nobody really gave them a chance against Golden State. We, let's not play games here, y'all. Nobody really did that. Everybody was assuming Golden State would it would it would look great and it would be a great series, but nobody was expecting this. And to have this, this is the basketball that. This is good basketball. We'll see what happens. I definitely tell you guys to stay tuned. All right, y'all. That's been today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. You know, same place, same time. Uh, you know, we're gonna come up. We know we're gonna have the world on the street. You know, we're gonna have. You know, we're gonna have it all for you guys. So just come back tomorrow. We got the. We got this. We got some more news. We got probably got some Trump stuff. More than likely, we're gonna go over these. Play, we're gonna go over the Cavs and the Celtics, of course, and just anything else that's going on in the world. I feel like I really need to talk about y'all. So this again, y'all. This is El Jamal. This is never out of bounds, and I am signing out. One love, peace. <laughs>